In the New Testament, Paul writes extensively about relationships, especially relationships in the home. And children are instructed to obey parents. And moms and dads, we're commanded not to provoke our sons and daughters. And there's a sense of mutual trust and respect uh, that is fostered in the home. I'm John Fuller with Dr. Danny Huerta. He heads up our parenting team. And Danny, I have learned over the years that being harsh doesn't foster respect. It might get uh, attention, it might yeah. cut through the clutter, but it doesn't lead to a posture of respect. Uh, that, that's a hard lesson to learn. It is, and many factors come into that, right? A person may have been raised by a parent that's very authoritarian, and it's all rules, and, and there's very little warmth, and so it's coming out in that, in that way. Uh, it could be that there's a lot of stress in a person's life, and you just have no patience, and you're just popping, and think that you know, I'm trying to guide my kids here, and you have very little patience. Only you know really what's happening inside, but harshness never really gets any kind of response that is long-lasting from a child. You may get a fearful obedience in the moment, but in the long term, you lose more and more of the connection mm. and the respect and the true steadfast obedience that's a loving obedience instead of a fearful obedience. And many times a fearful obedience comes with um, a rebellion uh, behind your back. And in your, in your face, they, they will want to act a certain way. And apart from you, they may speak unkind words or, or completely disobey uh, until they, they get caught. And so know that harshness may feel in the moment like the way to go to get a message across. Sternness is different. Hmm. along with warmth and love in a relationship that is fostered throughout, uh, throughout the days and, and moments where you show that affection and love and warmth. And uh, that's where you're going to get that respect, where they feel a sense of sadness if they choose to go outside of hmm. what the rules are. Yeah, yeah. And something you said uh, last episode or the previous about parenting being a long game feels so appropriate right here yes. because... We're not going to get this immediately. There are parents, even from the outside, they look great inside the home. They do have circumstances where they're harsh or they're not respectful. This is a long game, and Dr. Randy Schrader is going to offer some encouragement right now. Uh, He's a dad, and he's been on this podcast a number of times offering practical advice. Here he is talking with Focus President Jim Daly. Moving forward, you speak to mutual respect and the importance of that as a parent with your relationship with your child. Um, Some might say, and I would imagine as a counselor, you see this pretty consistently. This might be probably the biggest, would be my assumption, the biggest reason there's disruption in the parent-child relationship. The lack of mutual respect and dialogue and and kids jump on that, respond to it out of their emotional tank, and parents do too. And I'm guilty of it. I mean, there were times, and our oldest was a very strong-willed child, and mm-hmm. so he was able to lasso me often and get me down into that <laughs> argument, you know, where I had to shake it off and go, what am I doing uh-huh. arguing with my nine-year-old? <laughs> but speak to that mutual respect and the importance of it. Well, I think, and, you're, and Jim, there are no... Perfect parents, of course, and there's no perfect kids. Thanks for repeating al- that. You gotta always, important... always keep that in mind. Yeah. <laughs> say it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and what does Matthew seven say? Treat others 
as you want to be treated. And, and yet Does I that think include I think, your kids. I think a lot. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I think a lot of a, a lot of times yeah. parents can think, well, my children need to respect me, but I don't really always have to respect them, and that's not true. And, and a child treated with disrespect often misbehaves. Yeah, it's, it's, just, it's, it's just interesting that parents that are disrespecting their kids, uh, being sarcastic, putting them down, uh, not listening well, uh, breaking their promises. Uh, when respect is not there, then kids misbehave. And yet mutual respect, like you said, Jim, is critical for kids to trust their parents. When a child has respect for their parent, they trust that their parent has their best interest at heart. And, that, and then that causes a child to listen that, hey, my dad and mom have my best interests at heart. I respect them. That is so good. There's a news commentator, opinion guy, who said this uh, one time, and I caught it because I thought it was so profound. He said, you know, it's come down to where half the country love their dads, the other half hate their dads. Mm. Isn't that a, an amazing insight? Because what you're describing is if that kind of relationship does not exist in childhood, when they're young adults, they're typically bringing into that experience a lot of baggage. Yes, sir. Of, that's so true. You know, oh, yeah. lack of respect for authority, uh, you know, just all those things that can work against a person having a healthy attitude about life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, that is true. Right. And a child's picture of our Heavenly Father is their picture of their dad often. And so, uh, and it begins again with mutual respect. Mm. Randy, you mentioned um, avoiding parenting extremes. And I think it's really important to cover this because uh, this too is so core to our experience as parents. You say that you don't want to be that controlling or overprotective or permissive parent. So hit those three quickly. Well, the, the uh, and let me just start out by saying the Bible says children obey your parents and everything for this pleases the Lord. So Christian parents want to seek obedience because that leads to good decision-making. And yet loving Christian parents can fall into these extremes uh, of controlling, wanting to control every aspect of a child's life. And controlling parents often are loving, but they're focused on short-term behavior. Can I, let me interject. I'm hearing mom go, but Randy, do you know the culture they're in? I have to control things because I need to protect them. And, and that's that's the second extreme, being overprotective. But, but yeah, no, par- parents think that that's the case. And, uh, and the thing is, when parents control their children, those kids often do not become good decision makers. Because they it, don't it, grow up. Yes, sir, you're right. They don't grow up. They don't uh, increase their self-confidence. They don't believe they're capable. They think, you know, I'm, I'm kind of incompetent. And so it's extremely important for parents to seek obedience and good decision-making, not try to control every aspect of a child's life. Can I ask you this, just so parents have a sense of self-awareness, because I'm not sure that we do. And Gene and I, sometimes we're over-controlling. It's, you know, you're bouncing along a, a perfect line, and you're not always on that line. So you've got to be able to have some self-reflective ability to say, okay, that I was not in the right spot at that moment. For that parent that may not see that they're controlling, what would be that environment? What would it look like where you have to take the self-assessment to say, okay, I'm, I'm not in a healthy place with this? Well, I, th- I think they're probably doing too much talking, and we may talk a little about that later, yeah, and too much directing of the child. And I, I think ki- uh, parents need to be like Jesus. Jesus asked 307 questions in the Bible, Socrates 
The Socratic method is asking questions. I, and so I think rather than parents wanting to control and just direct this and direct that, they need to let their child speak out loud what they are thinking. And then if it's not healthy, then parents can kind of redirect them. All right. Then overprotective, just a quick description. Overprotective is just thinking that a, a parent needs to protect a child from the physical bumps and bruises in life and even the emotional bumps and bruises in life. And they rush in right away. When a youngster falls down an overprotective, parent rushes in right away to take care of that child. And, and they need to let the child handle that bump and bruise on their own. That strengthens them. Well, Danny, I so appreciate Dr. Randy Schrader. He's just this optimistic, upbeat, can-do, here's-how-to-do-it uh, kind of guy. And um, yes, asking our kids questions, that is such a difference maker. How have you seen parents kind of go from uh, frustrated to engaged with their kids through something as simple as questions? Yeah, kids want to be known, John, and that's, that's the exciting part with questions. However... When you reach the adolescent years, those teen years, there are many teens that will say, man, I do not want to be asked questions, especially by my parents. It really needs to have purpose. The questions need to have purpose when you're, when you're talking with your kids. Over time, they'll know. My parents just asking questions. My mom or dad just asking mm-hmm. questions just because they want to ask questions. Or are they purposeful? They really want to get to know me. There's a genuineness to it. And then watch your tone. What, what is the tone of your question as you're coming in and asking uh, your child, is it, a, is it a loving one? Is it a curious one? Is it a fun one? Hmm. Or is it a serious one? Tone makes a difference as to where the question's oh, going. I'm so guilty of this, by the way. <laughs> Golly, am I guilty of this. And then the context, right? Where are you asking? Are you being aware of the fact that your child also has other things going on in their mind? Are they settled enough to engage in the question and answer time with you? Or that, do they have other stresses in their mind that yeah. you need to address where, where first they in at? connection? Where yeah. are they at? That is so important uh, when you're thinking about questions, but don't ignore the fact that questions really allow for connection and for uh, a child to feel closer to you because you are curious as to their thoughts, their perceptions, their, uh, their, their dreams, and that can enrich your relationship along the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Randy's advice about asking good questions And so much more is found in his book, Simple Habits for Effective Parenting. Uh, That's by Dr. Randy Schrader, and we're making that available to you when you make a contribution to the Ministry of Focus on the Family today. Uh, If you can, make that a monthly pledge of any amount, or if you're not in a spot to do that, uh, a one-time gift is certainly appreciated. Either way, uh, join the support team at the ministry here. Help us reach parents through this podcast and uh, through great resources, and we'll send the book to you as our way of saying thank you. You'll find all the details about the book and ways to donate in the show notes. And then we have an hour-long conversation with Randy. This is just a portion. You can hear the whole hour. It's a free download, and uh, we've got a link to that download in the show notes as well. Next time, Dr. Roland Warren offers encouragement to single moms. It's a tough job, and he has some great insights. I'm John Fuller, and on behalf of Dr. Danny Huerta and the entire team, thanks for listening to this episode of the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. 
parents? Parent here. Not to sound old, but if I had a dollar for every time someone told me how to parent, well, let's just say I wouldn't need to read this ad to you today. I'd be sitting on the beach somewhere with my feet up. Truth is, I don't trust everyone to tell me stuff. And I don't have time for that 500-page book either. But I do have time for Focus on the Family's weekly age and stage emails that have tips for intentionally raising my son at his age right now. It's super easy. Go to mykidsage.com, put in your kid's age, and get parenting advice you can trust.